going to get real. The kind of stuff that really puts us on a path of, oh, I, I guess this really is happening. When life's paths put you in a place that comes to you on Google Calendar as a collection of several weeks, that'll seem challenging. But are they challenging? What if the universe suddenly shifts to keep us replenished, to maintain a path of outward growth without getting bored? Because in reality, that's when we want to instantly replace things. To embrace a thought about taking a chance, to which I grip, because there's nothing like learning brand new things. But how much time will be saved to properly grow with it? I do live by the strength and mistakes of the Google Calendar. Good or bad, I have to leave notes to stop and get gas, to remind myself to set up a doctor's appointment, and all other things that once seemed so easy to achieve without something going ding. Has Google, just like Spellcheck, made us lazy? What are your plans for the next day? Oh, look, let's go to Google Calendar and find out. Hey, it's Errol. This is The Daily Mess, a chronological walk through an everyday world. I am a daily writer. I view life. I look at everything around us, and you can see all that's missing. But how much of it do you recognize, or how much of it do you pass, because you don't want to invest the required energy? This is The Daily Mess. We're going to talk about the transition today, which includes a television commercial that I saw many, many times as a child growing up in the state of Montana. The little boy in the commercial walks up to the tree. There's an owl up there. And the kid asks, how many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? Let's see. One, two, three. Crunch. And then the announcer comes in. The world may never know. The entire commercial lasted 15 seconds, with the strength to remove five decades of weight, taking me directly into a childhood that was blessed with parental love and discipline. It wasn't the best-looking house. It was a home, which is still standing today, but under the control of a third generation. The transition, handing things forward, believing that what you were once part of still carries the love and discipline that your parents shared with you. This is why it's so important to learn how to share the family story, not just yours, but to get other family members to put in their experiences. I grew up in a house of eight kids. None of us are the same. We may kind of resemble each other. You might say you're, you're related, right? But our lives, none of us share the same path. And as my brothers and sisters are in their transition, I'm not going to get their story. I can base it off my own personal experiences. But the one thing that's missing from this ancestor thing that we've been doing is we're not getting the story, the journey of what they went through in order to become. Because everybody is carrying their own story forward. And for some, it's a lot of weight. For others, it's just fluff they're throwing over their shoulders. Before that transition happens and you move into a fourth and a fifth generation, what are you preserving for those that are in front of us? I have nothing on my grandparents, Grandma Dobrins or even Grandma Bakken. For that matter, my step-grandmother, Grandma Anthony from Billings, Montana. I have nothing because I didn't take the time to ask the questions. The only thing that I have are my personal experiences. And even at 61, I look back going, I don't know if it's right, guy. Because it's going to be based on what you know today and not what you experienced yesterday. So as you do this ancestor thing, you go to these websites and you try to figure out who you've been related with all these years and try to dig up some family secrets and see if you're really related with. 
Why don't you also invest some energy in sharing the story of your family? Maybe it's time that you dig into the family recipes and start giving it to the rest of the world. I'm Arrow, and that's The Daily Mess.